0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. Coach, uh, last year you were looking to do something that's never been done before, and (coughs) the goal is to... To build upon that what would you say your mindset is heading into 2022 i think it's the same goal try to do something we haven't done before so now it's about winning the second one you know so i think um with our group it's 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 that's the expectation in this program is to have a chance to play for it at the end and uh, that's our goal it's a long way out there so our goal right now is to have a good practice you know but um year in and year out i don't think the goal ever changes here and so uh these guys understand it and uh it's just always that expectation. How unsettled or settled is the uh, pitching rotation right now? It's pretty unsettled, but I feel good about it. So I just, uh, it's just some really good guys fighting for some spots. Um, it'll take us, I'm sure, a couple weeks in spring training, a couple weeks of the season, maybe by the end of the season. Uh, we're talented, but we just, we have some inexperience in spots, and we're going to have to figure out, you know, who's going to fall in certain spots. Do you feel better about this group than last year going in the preseason? I oh, know you had some talented guys then, too, but not a whole lot of experience. Yeah, I think, uh, but some of the guys had done a little bit more, I think, and it was just so much depth on that pitching staff. It was hard not to feel great, but we're at a normal depth now, not a COVID, you know, situation. But I feel good about our group. We talk about so how many was... guys are in the mix to uh, to maybe be starters. I remember in the fall you told us it was maybe like five or six yeah, guys. Yeah, we're still at six right now. So we're at six right now and um, and a lot of them could, you know, we're going to split some games early to where a guy throws four or five, another guy throws four or five, and Try to finish the game that way. But, um, you know, we're, we're training everybody as a starter right now so their volume will be up and, and ready to go. We talked in the spring about, you know, flushing the national championship with this being a new team. Is it a little, little bit easier to do that now that, you know, the season's actually, you know, just a couple weeks away? I think so. I think our guys are focused. They've been focused the whole time and they got to enjoy it in the fall and, and experience that. But, uh, you know, the message is just about this year's team, this year's journey is what we've talked about a lot and uh, building our own legacy here. What was probably the biggest thing you learned from last year that you took away and trying to implement it this year? Well, you know, going through a COVID year, um, you lost some things you always thought were so important, and we had to do this, and we and we didn't do them, and we won at the highest level. So, um, you know, not that everything is everything's important, but it's not life or death. And so we're uh, you know, just trying to have good practices and getting these guys in the right spots right now. You talked about the battle and the pitch and rotation. What, what's the battle like in center field? It's pretty good out. right now. So uh, you know, Jess Davis, Braylon Skinner, um, and possibly other guys in time. You know, we're you know the biggest they, those two guys can really defend. What can they do for us offensively? I think is the is the biggest decision, and and who gets hot here in the spring training. So I think we're watching that pretty closely. Um, we have a couple position battles. DH will be one. Uh, second base is one. Tanner Leggett, RJ are both playing really well. So we're you know trying to figure ourselves out a little bit. And, and our young guys are good. We had a really good recruiting class, and they're putting some pressure on some guys who probably played some last year that are going to have to play well this year. because it like to have an anchor like Logan Tanner behind the plate, just for leadership standpoint? Well, he's, it's awesome having Logan Tanner. I wish I had him every year. So he uh, he's a talented player. But like I've told a lot of people, he's so cerebral, really understands the game. Great feedback for Coach Fox and myself and, and our pitchers. And um, then he hits, too, I mean, from having that really good defensive catcher that can that can change a game when it's bad is huge. So uh, we're, we're lucky to have them. Did winning a Actually, national championship, championship teach you anything about being a coach? What's that? Did winning a national championship teach you anything about being a coach? I'm sure it did. I mean, it was a, it was really fun. You know, it's funny when it's all said and done, you're right back to the same old job. So except everybody's gunning for you. So I think. Uh, we learned a lot, I, I think, in that process and, and handling it at that process and then coming back and trying to do something different, do something special. So, um, But it really showed me the game is the game, I just the, the pureness of the game of baseball and coming out here and teaching it is what we're in it for the most. Back to like kind of the timeline of finding a starter. I feel like last year you guys came into the season with a ton of really good arms, had to shake some things up like throughout the year, even into the postseason, and you still came out you know, national champions. So does that kind of ease the pressure a little bit on the timeline, just for you as a coach to think, okay, last year we won it all, and we didn't really even figure out the rotation until later, so we'll just wait and see for those guys to earn those spots? Uh, I'd rather have the rotation now, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I think that um, – and if you remember, we go to fly to – Dallas and I lost Sarantola and then Bednar gets a crick in his neck and then we you know so we lost our rotation in the middle of the first weekend almost so um, it made other guys be prepared and we had other guys prepared and they did a great job and I think some of those things that happened early to us made us stronger at the end you know and I I think um, Houston Harding had to run out there and pitch early which he ended up being such a big piece for us which I wasn't sure how big a piece he was at this time last year so I'm hoping we have some nice surprises on our staff you know guys like that With guys like Tanner and Rowdy having moved on, how do you think this lineup compares? I mean, you've got some really good pieces like Callum and Brad. And how do you think this lineup can be in 2022? I think one of the hardest things for us is, I've said this some, is finding a leadoff. I think we've, you know, since I've been here, we've had some pretty good ones. And Rowdy and the Mangum kid was all right, too. And so getting somebody that can help you start the game, and we put Tanner in that part of the lineup, it was pretty special having them together. And so um, I like our lineup. It's a really good offensive lineup. but man, when you had like Tanner Allen, how many big hits that I think he got every one of them that he had the opportunity to get last year. So being able to win games and somebody else stepping up and becoming that guy that that can get big swings off under pressure. Who do you, there was a time vision being that guy this year. Who uh, you know, Luke Hancock's one. You know, I think Luke Hancock can be one. Um, I think all of them: Cameron James, Logan Tanner. I mean, we got a lot of veteran guys back and some really good young ones. When you look around the conference, I mean, everybody lost pitching and everybody brought back. It seems a lot of hitting. Are you prepared for an offensive year this year in the SEC? We've talked about it. I mean, it is I mean, it is as offensive as I've ever seen it. I mean, we're a really good offense. LSU, Arkansas, I mean, everybody in our division. Uh, Ole Miss, all their hitters back. I mean, and then you go to the other side and, and teams in our league. Alabama has most of their offense. I mean, just you go through it, and it is. It's going to be who can pitch a little bit better, I think. And I'm hoping that's, you know, I think we have a really good pitching staff. But I, do, I could see some high-scoring games in our leagues at times because of, the um, the type of hitters we have in our league. It's totally opposite of last year. I felt that last year was a lot more uh, pitching wise. Obviously, they're, you turn the page to 2022, but when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year old human beings, how tough is it to flush what happened last year and kind of look ahead? Oh, let's see, it's not that hard. They can't, their attention spans are not real long, so they don't stay focused on it too long. So we, um, they've been pretty good. They've been about the best. I mean, they, they, they're ready for the next day, the next drill. Um, it gets hard here in the community a little bit, and it's a good thing, but our, our fan base is so awesome. Um, like I tell them, everybody's always patting them on the back, great job. And I said well, we got a new job to do. and so. But our kids have handled it great. I mean, they really are. They're, they're on to the next thing this generation, and so uh, that, that's our journey. There was a time when there was a lot of turnover on this coaching staff before you got here but you've had this same crew for several years now how important is that for development and what you're wanting to do here uh, in mississippi state well it's huge i mean I, I feel like we have the best staff in the country i'm sure a lot of other head coaches would say that too but our administration has done a great job with keeping guys here and and taking care of our coaches and and you know jake gotro who was. The 2019 assistant coach of the year and then you go to scott foxhall was 2021 and kyle Cheesebro. but even all our support staff is still here and and I, it just makes the job a little bit easier and it's a really tough job to start and and it's it's big for our kids to know what they're going to come back to and and be coached at a high level but also be coached the right way and and we got great you know great coaches but great men too kind of touched on it a little bit but you know rowdy and ta it seemed like every time you needed a big hit late one of those two guys are up they had the clutch gene. Is that something that you can develop, or is it something that people are born with, and is, is that something that maybe perhaps you would see some guys kind of assume that role is here? I, I think they were born with it a little bit, you know, and I think it gets stronger as time goes on, too. So I, I think this environment, playing in this arena, stadium, whatever you want to call it, it is, I, I think it builds that in time. And I, I think Tanner Allen was a lot more clutch late in his career than he was early even though he was a good young player. And I, I think we'll see that with some of these other guys. I think it's all about finding the leaders to replace a Rowdy and a Tanner. Is it something that organically happens, or do you kind of tab someone? How does that all work? It pretty much happens that way. I mean, just organically growing up in the clubhouse. and uh, We got Landon Sims now, who's probably one of the better leaders in the country. Logan Tanner, Cameron James. You know, one guy they don't talk about a lot is Luke Hancock, probably the quiet one, but he is... Um, probably as talented as guys we got, but also just the kids really look up to him. So I think it just happens over time. You mentioned Landon. How much better can he even get? And, I mean, where does he rank in terms of pitchers that you've worked with in your career? Well, last year it was about as good as you can get. You know, you take out the SEC tourney, I don't think he had a bad outing. Um, but this year's going to be new. It's going to be a starter. It's going to be the league's better. The league's more offensive. It, it, there's going to be some, some growing pains there, but he is ultra-talented and is – good a competitor as you'll find so I think I asked you this after Jake and Mac left, but is it easier to replace leadership or production <laughs> Wow that's a really good one right there probably uh, and I don't know that, that is a really good question I, I would usually the production like we always talk about chemistry is starting pitching you have really good starting pitcher everybody's happy everybody feels good in the locker room um, because of the production you know so um I think they're even. Is that a, That's not a good answer, but I think it's pretty even in terms of it, it's hard to replace. You know, when you have the alphas, you're not talking about the alpha. Jake Mangum had it at alpha. Ethan Small, like he, he didn't think anybody in the country could ever hit him. I still think he's pitching that way. You know, so you have these guys that it's just that's hard to replace sometimes, but uh, hopefully that can kind of grow inside our program. How much have you been able to just enjoy the last eight, nine months? Right some you know i guess i mean everybody thinks you know it's a it's a hard job so uh, and we know everybody's gunning for us so we took some time to enjoy it and get away from it but um you know it's a lot of work you know and coming back it was a good problem you know people wanted to hear you talk see you be around the team and do but it's, it's 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 a lot of work and our job is big so it's been um, and we want to continue it we don't want it to be a one-year thing we want this thing to roll and so um, recruiting and everything that we do is is really important you tweeted from, from your personal account You know some of the work that's been done around the stadium. Why why is that aspect, maybe just the fan experience side of it, so important to you? Well, we've, you know, the brand new outfield and I think they put some more logos up today and then they kind of cut down the Ackerson Plaza so we could have a crowd up there and then I think the ribbon board, they don't have it cut on right now, but when it's cut on um, and then we have a brand new weight room inside we're about to put on social media, so all those different things. The fan piece is huge here. I mean, we take a lot of pride in it and I'm I'm lucky our AD takes a lot of pride in it that we want to continue to be the best ballpark in the country and uh, host the greatest fan base in the country. So, and, and they're an X factor for us. I mean, when we come in here and play in a regional or super regional, man, it's, it's a tough environment and uh, we take a lot of pride in that. And so to make it better, more enjoyable for our fans, um, that's, a, that's a big part of what we're trying to do. How much does that help you when you have an AD who coached here in baseball as far as being a baseball coach yourself? I think it's good. I mean, I, he understands things when I come to him. I think that's the biggest thing and really the biggest one in my career to this point is he understands when we have that devastating loss. I mean, cuz it's it's the, that's the hardest part. And you're just it's not like football. You know, Nick Saban takes his team and they're trying to go 15 and 0. You know, in us, we're losing 15 games in our best year, our worst year. So you're going to have some defeats and you being able to bounce back and not making one defeat a whole week of defeats or two week of defeats I think is a big thing and that's something John really understand in his time here and, and has been a good person to lean on because sometimes I call him and it's about AD stuff and sometimes I said hey I need the baseball coach um, and then I, I don't know who I'm getting him or Coach Polk so I got them both here so they're, they're usually around. You mentioned recruiting. I see. Like it feels like you're tweeting out that graphic every other day now that you've got a new dude coming in. When you talk to recruits now, is there a do you feel like it's a different reception now that you have the final piece of the puzzle, the national title? Well, I think so. I think it helps. I mean, it's uh, definitely uh, we're on the map, and what happens is is you're on TV the last you know the whole summer. It feels like. I mean, kids are watching. As coach, I watch the games. I watch the supers. I saw y'all in Omaha. We love your team. We love the you know you know that's what you're getting, and we're recruiting them so young now. It's uh, you know that's why you're probably seeing a little more, but it's. It's um it's just attractive to the to the young recruit. So I, I think it does help and having a championship doesn't hurt, you know. I think I think they look at that and they wanna come and hopefully have a chance to win their own. Going on kinda of going off of that, obviously the recruiting gets a bump just because you're in the SEC, but how much is it that SEC and a national championship? How much have you like kinda of seen that change? It's a you what you have to realize is is we're in the middle of the best recruiters in the country in college baseball, so it doesn't matter if we won it or not. Usually, what happens when you win it, you spent so much time in Omaha, everybody for that month of June or whatever, everybody else was signing guys and we weren't. You know, we missed out on some guys because we were playing. So um, you're recruiting against the best, and they, they all have great facilities, they all have great traditions, so it's it's constantly a grind to get every great recruit. Have y'all seen NIL? Affect any of this at all on the baseball side? Right? Well, the NIL you can't use it in the recruiting. Right. You know, I think our kids have done all right at NIL, the ones that are here in our program. But, um, you know, we'll see how that happens over time. I'm still, I still feel like we're at the very beginning of this. I mean, it's just, it's just hard to figure out what it's going to be in years to come. Is it kind of annoying from a baseball perspective when like you see football and basketball talking about getting the the bulk of the NIL, meanwhile baseballs out here still just trying to get full. Scholarships. Yeah, I think that's when when kids talk NIL in baseball schools, they're just trying to get their school paid for. It. You know, I think that's the hardest part that we're on such small percentages and everything, and it's for everybody in the country. You know, when a, when a kid, you know, if you, they have any chance to make NIL, they're probably putting it toward their meals or their dorm or their something like that because they don't get a full scholarship like uh, those other sports. Did the 25% minimum help hurt? How did that? How's that all worked out? It's we've had it forever, so I, you know, so it's it's just part of the equation we're the only sport that has roster limitations and how you have to spend your money i still understand why we have different rules than, than all the other sports but i could get coach polk out here he could have a good <laughs> ncaa debate with y'all so he uh he's fought it for years so it's uh and he can still reel them all off it's just uh the way baseball's treated in ncaa eyes it's just you know you wish it would change a little bit you guys obviously took advantage of the transfer portal players it's obviously taking off in football and basketball do you envision it taking off in baseball at this level or are there things that make that impossible or harder? it's i think it's going to take off in the baseball there you're going to see more of it and um, i think it could help It's just got to be the right guy for us we don't recruit our philosophy is not to recruit off the portal just you know what happens with us is you lose somebody in an injury a a draft pick in our world and ends up leaving and then maybe you have a chance to fix that in the portal a little bit i think that's the that's the best way for the portal to help us. And so, um, you know, and kids want to play here. So there's a lot of kids that, you know, if that happens, um, we have an opportunity to maybe get a, a player that can be impactful. Was roster management tough going from the expanded to going back? to? It's still expanded right now, but not as big as it was. But it is the hardest part of my job, even without COVID. Roster management for an SEC baseball coach is the toughest because of the draft, because of all the different things we just spoke about. and. Uh, And then they moved the draft back this year, so the draft's moved back another month. So we literally don't know what we have until August 1st. So kids show up here about August 12th. And so it's just a really tough dynamic. And they don't get to go in the portal as long as everybody else. So um, for college baseball, hopefully we'll get some changes there. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right, thank you all. Appreciate it. See you all soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.